Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Legionnaires Cricket, everyone. This is your one-stop shop for County Cricket, Bob Willis Trophy 2021. Rich and Rob back on the podcast. Two years between a drink of coffee, but Rich, it is damn good to be back, my friend. It is so good to be back with you. I cannot believe it's been two years. I'm just stoked. It's going to be great. Um, thank you. Let's get it going again. Yeah, happy days. I mean, it's it's good times. UK coming out of lockdown. People are going to be able to go to the pubs. They can sit there and say, hey, I've listened to the League Nets Cricket podcast. I understand what's going on. I understand the format. I know the key stars are ready to go and make an impact into the world of cricket for 2021. Big times. Yes. Big weather hitting the UK for the start of the season. Oh, yeah. We're a week and a half away from the cricket season over here, Rob. And you know what that means? We're getting a bit of snow today. It's inevitable. It's going to be cold. Three jumpers at least first game of the season. (laughs) I remember playing at Marshalls one year, mate, and it was minus three in April for a pre-season. It was brilliant. Ouch. Finger breaker. Finger breaker it is. So, like we're saying, the world's changed. County cricket structure has changed. It's gone from the 18-team format years ago to two nines, to a 10 and an 8, and Mm -hmm. a a 4-6, 12-14, however they want to do it. But the pandemic last year caused problems, and they did an amazing job, Rich, of being able to actually get the games on. And that came out with the Bob Willis Trophy being in place. They went for a regionalised Mm -hmm. systems north, south, and central, six teams in each. And whichever top two teams of the three groups got the most points went to the final, played for the Bob Willis Trophy. Yes, that is correct, isn't it? And that was Essex and Somerset, wasn't it, Rob? It was. Sir Alistair Cook doing Sir Alistair Cook type things. Sir. Sir. He did, yeah. 172, man. That was the, that was what won it, basically. 172. A drawn game in the final. Now, that, you know, anyone that's American, they would just think that's the worst thing in the world. A final, <laughs> and it's won by a draw. England never win by drawing, honestly. Possibly. No one. Sometimes. No. No. I'm kind of pledging allegiance here, aren't I? Wearing the Kiwi top and you're (laughs) in the England top. Yeah, well, no one cares about New Zealand. You're like a perfect nation that just waltzes around and goes to zoos and stuff. So we don't care about that. But back to the cricket, because that's what we're here to talk about. But yeah, it was Essex that came out on top and it was Sir Alistair Cook. You know, he got his 172, drawn game, but 
they, you know, it was, it was the highest score. It was it? Essex got the highest score in the first inning, so that's what meant that they won the game. Cook was ridiculous last year. Five hundred and sixty-three runs, Rob. He, he, he could still be playing for England. I mean, what do you he want? Could. Do you want Sibley? Do you want Crawley? Do you want Rory Burns with his mullet? Or do you want Alistair Cook? Oh, Rory Burns' mullet. Ah, I can't even do it. Not not this early in the morning. Yeah. Um, I want to see. I, I want to see Square Jaw Alistair back in that test team. But oh, he's probably too happy on the farm. So let's not worry. He about is, it. mate, mm. on the farm playing darts. Mm. He's, he's a happy lad. But it, it actually was. <laughs> A really good tournament 2020. Uh, for me, we, I think we're going to disagree on this, but I actually like the smaller group section and more meaningful oh. cricket where more games uh, mean yeah. things rather than having 18 and, you know, maybe the last 10 games of the season, you're already, uh, it's it's a bit a bit of nothing. Hmm. Yeah, I th- there's definite benefits for it. It's different, so therefore there's going to be resistance. I'm not entirely sure yet. You don't necessarily have the best teams playing the best teams because the way it's been seeded, you got the best two teams last year, blah blah blah, and then to the worst teams. So it's all mixed together, isn't it? Essex are in the same group as you know Durham, for example. No disrespect, Durham, but you know it's it, so that's the argument for that, isn't it? Will you have the cream rising to the top? There's also that argument. Teams have tried for years to get promotion to Division One, and now it's all been mixed together. It's just been in a bag and thrown together, hasn't it? So. I don't know how it's going to go. This could be the future, mate. It doesn't seem like Red Bull cricket and county cricket is the main focus of the ECB, so who knows? Something like this might be the future. It is, and it, it, it is different. Last year was regionalised by where you are in the country, whereas this, they, like you say, they've tried to put seedings in place, but there are anomalies along the way because they have tried to create uh, the long-lasting classic rivalries of county championship cricket. They've tried to adhere to, um, which is where mm. you end up with Derbyshire in Group 1, so they can be with Nottinghamshire, but then you've also got Essex, who are, you know, they're up there with GOAT status in terms of first-class teams over the last five years. They're absolutely wonderful. So they, they play these games, Rich, play each other twice, mm-hmm. so they play 10 games, and then they qualify for what actually is a league status of Division One, Division Two, yep. Division Three. Yep. Yeah, so top two teams, isn't it, for Division One? Middle two, three and four will be Division Two, and five and six will go into Division Three. Is that right? That's right. And you don't play against the team that qualifies with you. So you'll play four games in that status. So then you're up to playing 14 games. So you've won the county championship, but then the top two teams will finish and play a five-day game at Lords in late September to win the Bob Willis Trophy. It's a lot. It's a lot of change, but (laughs) that's... But it's for Bob. It's for Bob, which is Bob. For Bob. I do like the fact that there's some pinnacle to end the county championship season. It's not a Super Bowl, but it's something that's that's got gravitas wrapped around it. (laughs) Yeah, I like like the idea of it having a a, a knockoff, a five-day game to finish the season. And it finishes the summer as well, not just, you know, it's fantastic. That's the thing I like. The rest of it, I've got no idea. But hey, you know, (laughs) it's happening. So let's get used to it. And when does it start, Rob? That's more importantly. Starts this Thursday, April the 8th. So this podcast, if you're listening to it, well done to you. But it will be out before that first day goes on. And you can get to hear about all the teams, especially the rivals that's in your county's division. So let's kick into it, Rich. Let's start with Group 1, Team 1, Derbyshire. Derbyshire. So, Captain Billy Godleman, Dave Houghton, head coach. They brought in Dustin Melton. This is a good point, actually. First team, first one to talk about. I'm assuming it's Brexit that's caused this problem. Sorry about using the B word. But he's a Zimbabwean player. Now, he was supposed to be a cold pack, but that's all changed. So he's actually an overseas player. So it's worth just noting that point. No more cold packs. Uh, Billy Stanlake is joining him. They kick off the season away at Warwickshire this Thursday. 
last year, Rob. They finished second in the North Group. Um, got into the last round of game, games, losing just once in the five. Um, but um, you know, they had a really good season comparatively. You know, compared to what they usually. That's harsh, isn't it? That's harsh. It's, it's not. But they had a pretty good season. It's not harsh, mate. They finished fourth bottom in 2018. <laughs> fourth, but this is Division Two. Fourth bottom in 2019. The one of the worst 18 counties around year on year. And for them to go and hit second in the North Group, it's a damn good effort. It, it's good. It's good. Sorry, we're from Knotts. I'm a Knotts boy. <laughs> so a, a little bit rude, maybe, but Derbyshire. But they really, really played well. Uh, Louis, Louis de Bleu uh, and Louis Reese were the main, main men. Louis Reese, he's a sport billy, mate. You would love him. Um, he gets his subs worth. He opens the batting and the bowling. Likes that. Yeah, mate. Honest, especially if you're the bloke that turns up and bats number eleven and doesn't get a ball. Oh, he's 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 absolute class, mate. Two hundred and seventy-seven <laughs> runs last year. He, he was phenomenal. Scored hundreds. Takes the ball. Gets thirteen wickets. Second on the runs. Second on the bowling. But if you put them together with the work that he's done the previous years as well, he's way over a thousand runs. He's a genuine decent cricketer. But at thirty. He's probably out of that England reckoning, but he's someone that can be around for a long time and Derbyshire can keep building good players around and Derbyshire are definitely doing that. Yeah, definitely. And that's what they need. But I mean, you know, age, their main men this year, if we look at who's going to be key for them this season, you've got a 37-year-old, Wayne Madsen. He just churns runs out like like they're going out of fashion. Oh, he's nearly 11,000 county championship runs this summer. Um, He's had a couple of lean years, but he'll be wanting to add to that. And Billy Godleman, skipper, He's going to be marshalling the youth this year, isn't he? Nice blend of experience and youth for this Derbyshire team. Um, what they can do, I'm not quite sure, Rob. What, I mean, you know, you tell me. They're, they're in a group with Essex, Warwickshire, uh, Worcestershire, not. What can Derbyshire do this year? I actually think they, they can do okay for themselves. I don't think... You've got to look at that group one and you've got to say there's better teams in it. But they are building something decent from being a very poor county. And the overseas player that they've bought in, Billy Stanlake, I think is someone that's coming in really mm. with a... A solid point to prove. He was snubbed in the IPL. He's been snubbed by Australia. He's not getting games in the Sheffield Shield. This is a guy who's young enough to still play a lot of test cricket for Australia, if good enough. And they've gone, hey, here, come play Group 1 for us, mate. And he'll be he'll be absolutely steaming with that new ball. So I, th- I think they'll be okay. But a lot depends on Godelman, uh, Madsen and Deploy to, and Reese to see, kind of see how they go. They've got to score enough runs. Definitely, definitely. Stan Lake, he wants to prove himself with that red ball in his hand. He's a bit of a white ball guy, isn't he? So that's a huge signing. One to watch. We're going to give our key men our outlook and our ones to watch, Rob, for every single county. This is a brilliant one for us. Now, when we first started a few years back, we loved Richard Gleeson. He'd sort of come through club cricket, minor counties. We've got another story for you today. Ben Aitchison. He's only 21, but he was playing for Formby. If I get that right. <laughs> he went over to play grade cricket in Australia, down your, your way, Rob, for Parramatta. 26 wickets in 11 games, convinced Derbyshire to give him a two-year contract. He had, a, he had did have a summer last year, but on the back of that, two-year contract. So Ben Aitchinson gives us all hope. I know he's only young. He was probably already with counties, but you know what I mean? He was playing club cricket. So, you know, keep going, guys. There's a chance. That's um, class. Everyone loves that story, eh? Everyone loves club 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 player, goes out, betters himself, trying to make a career of it, gets a contract. You <laughs> go, son. You do you. Hey. Exactly, exactly. Right, rolling straight on. Durham, Rob. Durham, James Franklin, head coach Scott Borthwick. Scott Borthwick at Durham. Remember that name. The man scored a lot of runs historically, didn't he, for, for them before he went off. Sorry, 6,000 of them before he moved over to Surrey. He's come back and he's going to captain the team. So they get underway on Thursday against Nottinghamshire. And um, yeah, let's see, see if they can improve on last year where it was a steady one, but 
It was another one of those seasons where they won't really be looking back on it with too much fondness. It was his second year under director of cricket, Marcus North, and head coach, James Franklin. Um, did anyone stand out for you last year, last summer, Rob? I think it's very difficult for someone to stand out in a team that's done quite poor. They finished bottom of the, the North group. Durham, historically, since you know their inception was quite difficult in 92 into the county game. But then mm. since then, they've actually become quite a powerhouse and they've just dropped off the last probably five mm. or six years. Not quite the same. Bottom three in League Two, 2019. Bottom four in League Two, 2018. They, they are going to rely on probably the bowling. Chris Worshworth is as good a county seamer as what you're going to see around. Good. 91 wickets, the second most in the last two years of county cricket. Tried mm. to expand the stats because last year was such a shortened season. He wasn't great last mm. year by his standards. So they're, they're putting so much on him to do it. Ben Rain was pretty decent last year. He managed to pick up some wickets. Um, but Lee's at the top of the order. We spoke about him a couple of years ago on the pod. Class. Class. Class act, yeah. Mm. But it comes with caveats. It comes with a guy who's not as young as what mm. you think he is because he's been around for a few years. But 386 runs last year, very useful. The thing that's going against him is he gets out early often. He'll score runs, mm. but he's got the most ducks of any top six order batsman over the last two years of county cricket. So... He's someone that can go early, but he's, if you imagine you've got him doing well and you've got Cameron Bancroft coming in and doing well, and mm. Bancroft's a class act, 678 runs at 50 in the Sheffield Shield this year. If they can build that at the start on green seamers in England with the snow coming down, they, they could do <laughs> something because Rushworth will be taking wickets. Rushworth, yeah, he's, he's got 500 wickets for the county now, Rob. It's a ridiculous amount of wickets, but he's going to just keep churning them out, isn't he? Uh, but they need those batters. They need Cam Bancroft. They need Borthwick. He needs to get back into that form that uh, that got him the, the big move to Surrey. Uh, David Beddingham, South African, he's going to be coming in as well as a batsman. And I've got a brilliant name for you know people of a certain age. Will Young. Was, this, was it Popeye or something like that? Popeye. New Zealand. You're he's, evergreen. He's coming out three games for, Bancroft, for Cam Bancroft. I, I assume it's not the same bloke, Rob. He's a Kiwi. You might know something more about him than I do. But he's going to come over and cover. So, so they've got plenty of batting. Will Young, Will Young's turning himself into a pretty decent player. He's in and around conversations for the Kiwi team. The Kiwi team's so settled that you've got to be something exceptional, like a Devon Conway, to try and get yourself in the conversation for the test team. But from a white ball aspect, he's definitely turning heads and doing well for himself. So the thing I like is when I see overseas players go to county cricket, I love it. That means that they want to better themselves and they see themselves as the elite of their country and they want to play for the national team. So it's, it's good opportunity for that man. Yeah, it's a short trip, but he'll do what he can. Um, big expectation for Durham this year, I think, and it's all about the top order and some of those guys with the ball, um, pretty much for every county. But they need to address poor starts. That's one of the issues they've had both 2019 2020. They've given themselves a massive, massive... Um, well, they've given everyone else a head start. They've given themselves a hole to, to dig out of. Um, one to watch for, for Durham, Bryden Kars. Uh, good 2019, England white ball radar. He's been, been named in some of those bigger squads, you know, when they name like 50 players. Yeah. Um, big, strong strong and pacey seamer. Durham, they're going to be hoping to see a lot more of him this season. And Bryden Kars, keep an eye on that name. Yeah, he looks, he looks a decent cricketer. He was better 2019 than 2020, possibly, but... Yeah. 38 wickets at 31, kind of learning his trade, but the guys around him are pretty experienced, so hopefully he can keep building on that. But he's had some real good match performances, three fifers along the way, so good, good solid cricketer. Decent team Durham. They're going to be hard-fetched to come top two. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when you're in a group with Essex. Last year's winners, uh, Tom Wesley, he was he flirted with England for a little while, didn't he? But he's the captain. He's doing a pretty good job there, obviously. Anthony McGrath, the coach. Um, Simon Harmer is an overseas player now, no longer a cold pack, as we described earlier. No such thing as a cold pack. And he's been brought across with the old banana munching uh, Aussie seamer Peter Siddle. Um, two pretty good overseas players there, Rob. And that's adding to the likes of Dan Lawrence, Nick Brown, Tom Lawrence, Tom Wesley, sorry, and Sir Alistair Cook. Oh, I think that's a pretty good setup again. Yeah, this this um this Essex team, it's a bit of a wet dream for a county cricket fan at the moment. You've got <laughs> you've got <laughs> a bit of blue for the dads. You've you've got <laughs> exceptional seamers. Jamie Porter has been absolute class. 78 wickets in the last two years. You've got Sam Cook, little chef. I wonder how he got that name. 32 Aww. wickets at 31 in 2019. Class act. And the best, most prolific spinner in English cricket of Probably for you, you can say the last 20 30 years in Harmer, it's like there is no weak link in that bowling attack, but they do need people to be fit. Absolutely, yeah, it's the same as any team, isn't it? You've got quality left, right, and center in this squad, but you need people to turn up. What's the best ability, Rob? Being on the pitch, availability. Everyone's favourite. Everyone's favourite. Yeah, they're, 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 they're going to be there or thereabouts this year, isn't it? There's no doubt at all in anyone's mind. They're going to be there or thereabouts. But we will give a bit of a prediction right at the end. So do stay along for that. Now, one to watch this year, Rob. I've got one here. Now, this is, I've got to say, you know, this has been stolen from elsewhere when we're doing some reading. But a 21-year-old, I'd never heard of him. But for Rose Cousy, he's a talented, attractive to watch batsman. Been on the fringes for a couple of years now. But I hope that this will be his breakthrough and he can follow in those footsteps that Dan Lawrence has carved away for him Feroz Akuzi sounds- sorry if that's killed his uh, his pronunciation of his name I apologize no it, it sounds a great name and sounds someone that actually might get cricket because one of the problems Essex might have is availability around some of the stars so take a Dan Lawrence who's borderline England in and out in and out is he going to be involved in the summer for, for England possibly creates an opportunity for someone else they're just they're just a great team, mate. Alistair Cook, 1,700 runs in two years, the most. Harmer, 124 wickets, the most in the last two years. You you set that, you've, you've basically got MVP batting, MVP bowling, and two wonderful opening bowlers. The other thing I really like, the other thing I really like about Sorry. Essex, uh, Rich, is tender scarter. Mm. Having players of that quality around yeah. the middle of the game, takes wickets, yep. scores valuable runs. Essex are strong. Essex are world's strongest man strong. It's, it's going to be interesting as well because this could be a farewell summer. You've got Ryan Tender-Scarter, 40 turning 41. You've got Alistair Cook at 36. Both of them have one year left to run on their contract. This could be the change in the guards for Essex and it could be a big, big change, different look team in the following year. Uh, so, you know, let's enjoy those boys for one more summer at least. Let's definitely do it. And let's, let's head your way, my old way. Let's, let's go and take a quick look at Nottinghamshire. Do we have to? I mean, we love Nottinghamshire. We love Nottinghamshire. We really do. But 27 matches now, Red Bull matches without a win, Rob. Something has to give this summer. Um, Overseas player Dane Patterson, South Africa, the stocky South African. I believe that's up there with the, uh, who's our favourite opener? The gritty. Gritty Dean Elgar. Green, gritty, you know. So maybe stocky Dane Patterson can be like gritty. You know, basically they have to go together. But anyway, Peter Moore's ex-England coach is still in charge of Notts. I'm sure there's been... Quite a lot. Oh, I know that has a lot of fans questioning whether or not he's the right man to take the county forward. He's got another opportunity this year. Steve Mullaney is going to be continuing to skipper the Red Bull cricket. They start with Durham. 
Um, nothing really coming through the doors, particularly a couple of uh, squad pieces in Toby Peppin and Dane Shane North is involved in wicketkeeper. But Brett Hutton has returned from North Hampshire. He's had a really good couple of years down there, and that's a big signing. Jack Blaverwick, local lad, Chris Nash, old boy who used to play for Sussex, has, has moved on. Um, really tough year again last year. You know, they need to win. Um, they need to win a game of cricket, and if they can, who knows what's going to happen. You know how that's going to progress things. Let's put it that way. Um, give me, give me, talk to me about the squad, Rob. Talk to me about some players you like, and then I might have one or two I can add there's, as well. There's, if you look at Nottinghamshire, the one word that comes to you is frustration because yes. the batting has been poor year on year and not good enough to the standard they've been playing in Tier One cricket. But no. you say names but, like Joe Clark. Joe Clark mm-hmm. is absolute class. He's starting to come to his own. 263 runs last year at 37. He's had experience playing over in, in the Big Bash and around the world in T20 competitions. Someone holistically kind of on an England radar at some point in his career um, mm-hmm. and can still go on. Yeah, definitely. Ben Duckett's been class the last few years. He's He's been really strong. 394 mm-hmm. runs last year, playing really, really good cricket. And Hasib Hamid, former England opener, again, talking about mm-hmm. top six... 272 runs last year. Didn't score a century, but batted time, 350s in five games. It's there, but it's not quite there. And constantly finding themselves three or four down with not many on the board, Rich. A bit like when we played. Absolutely. I see. That's when I used to like walking to the crease. It was fun. (laughs) Um, Now, for me, last year, they did definitely improve. They did start making some better scores towards the end of the season. Hamid is a player that he lost all confidence, but the move to Nottinghamshire, he looks like a different player. He's got some flowing locks now. The, the man looks good. So keep an eye on him. He's definitely going to be one to watch this season. Um, they've got they've got batting, batters coming out of their ears. They should be scoring runs for fun. With the ball, though, Jake Ball, he's still around the England squad. You've got your Luke Fletcher, Zach Chappells. You've got another quick left arm that I'm going to talk about in a minute, Tom Barbie. You've got Stocky Dane Patterson, and you've got Brett Hutton, who we mentioned. They've got everything they need to put in, you know, a run, uh, anything they want to, if they can get that win. But it's just whether they can get that win. Monkey off the back, who knows? It could be a different team, but they seem to have forgotten how to win a game of cricket. It's ever so important. Any sport you play, right? Any sport you see, when a team wins and knows how to win, it doesn't actually matter who's in the lineup because they all understand how to get across the line. Um yeah, exactly. it's, it's it's disappointing, but it, there is optimism. There's always optimism because there's so many good young players that clicking when it goes, they're good. Exactly. Knots have all. The, everyone's always looked at Knots as just saying it's that county that goes and signs players, isn't it? Signs talent from other counties, but they are trying to turn that around. Liam Patterson, Wyatt, Spinball, and all rounder. He's one to keep an eye on. Joey Everson, a bit younger. He's another one. Lyndon James, who knows? There's plenty we can keep an eye on. But also Tom Barber, left arm seamer. He's got pace. Does he always know where it's going? He knows. I never had that much pace, so I, I have no idea what you guys did. Um, but yeah, he's got pace to, to to burn. It's just got to get it right. He's had spells at Middlesex, I think at Hampshire as well. If he can click, if he can get it right, he could be uh, he could be someone to uh, to really get behind. Nicely done, nicely done. Warwickshire. Warwickshire, the county of Chris Tall, the guy that used to occasionally join us back in the day when we used to actually do this regularly. Uh, so Tawley will be pleased, hopefully, to hear us talk about Warwickshire in glowing terms. Uh, Mark Robinson is the new coach. Uh, hell of a pickup there, in my opinion. And they have, obviously, Peter Milan for South African is the overseas player. There's going to be a heavy burden on him because when we explain what's happened, you'll see why. Now, outs, when we look at the squad, Rob, from last year, Tim Ambrose, he's retired. Yep. Ian Bell, he's retired. Jason Battelle, 
he's retired. He's gone helping spinners now with the ECB. Yeah. That is a huge, huge hole uh, in this Warwickshire team. So it's going to be who's going to step up, isn't it, this year for them? Uh, it's a big one. Jim Trout was sacked last year. So Mark Robinson, as he said, he steps across. I think he should. He'll be a good, a good acquisition. Um, what do you think, Rob? How can they? Uh, how can they fill those gaps? It, it is difficult. They're huge names of this county. All three of them: Bell, Ambrose, and especially Jeetan Patel. He's been spinning for them since he was twelve years old. So that's just massive to try and fill that gap. But Danny Briggs is someone with potential. He's someone that's potentially good enough right now. Um, and it's the sort of thing that they need to do. They've got Oliver Hannon Dolby, who's a very decent seamer, 25 wickets last year, looking good. The batting does cause me some concern, though, Rich. Outside of mm. uh, Will Rhodes, captain, young player, scoring decent runs, 400 runs last year. Mm. They're, how are they going to score? I think the magic number is 327. Score 327 in the first innings, and 90% mm. of the games you won't lose. Are they going to be able to do that? It's a tough. It's a tough, isn't it? Peter Milan, he's come across. He's going to fill that Ian, Ian Bell-shaped hole, isn't he? Um, Sam Hain, absolute, supremely talented player. Yep. Can he click it together? White ball is where he, where he's really kind of uh, making his making his money. But he should be a, he should be scoring a lot of runs in red ball cricket. Will Rhodes, you, you kind of dust over a little bit. Fifty two point eight seven average last year, including a knock of two hundred and seven. He's on an upward trajectory. He's captain in the side now. A lot will be looking at him to uh, to make sure that uh, he can uh, he can kind of carry the burden. But there are players there that can do it. It all depends on whether they do click. But um, I don't know. You tell me. Where you know? I think they could be there or thereabouts at the end, though. I my my head tells me not a lot, but my head tells me that they aren't going to score enough runs to compete. Is is a question? I love putting you on the spot. Who scored the second most amount of runs for him last year? Second most, I don't know. Tim Bresnan is my answer. Tim Bresnan. What? That's how much of a hole they had. There's just holes. I'm just seeing holes at the moment, and I'm seeing uh, opportunities. Opportunities for players like Sam Haynes to go. Mm-hmm. Hey, you, are you good enough to play red ball cricket at top level? Um, but I, I've got a feeling they're just going to struggle a little bit with the bat. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, just talking to Ian Bell. End of an era, absolute legend. We all love that. That cover drive, we need. To, we still need to see that cover drive. So hopefully someone will step up and just show us that cover drive again because I don't think there's been any better. Um, just to sum him up as well, he got a 90 in his final knot. That kind of got just, you know, Warwickshire's middle of the road summer. Didn't quite go according to plan. 90 in your last knock instead of 100. It kind of sums them up, doesn't it? I think they're going to be there or thereabouts. We'll confirm that at the end when we talk about it. Right, one to watch though. We've got Henry Brooks. A couple of years ago, we definitely highlighted this as a guy of promise. He's still only 21 now. I don't know how that is, but he's got 55 weeks already to his name and he must be on the radar of the national selector. Another big summer. He could be kicking on and uh, yeah, and it'll be Warwickshire's game. It is. So to, to round off group one, we've got the pairs. Right. I, lo- I love pairs. I, it, the, the, the bears to the pairs, but the pairs are probably the oh. best nicknamed team of all time. And the badge is just pairs. <laughs> Oh, you should have just left it at pairs, uh, bears to the pairs. Bears to the pairs? Bears to the pairs. Bears to the pairs, bro. <laughs> yes, Worcestershire. Head coach Alex Gidman, captained by Joe Leach, not to be mistaken for the bespectacled number 11 batsman for England, Jack Leach. This is Joe. Um, Gareth Roderick's come across from Gloucestershire. He's not travelled very far. Wayne Parnell is going to be the big miss. He's a, he was a cold pack. He's no longer coming back. He might pop up somewhere else, though, as we're looking through. They, they have a really tough first game as well, Rob. Away at Essex, away at the Champions. That's not going to be a way to start, is it? So, awful 2019 for Worcestershire. They had a pretty okay return. 
Um, but they missed out on the top spot in the central group in the last round of fixtures. So they'll be happy with that. Jake Libby, another Knotts reject. He goes on and scores 498 runs. I believe only Alistair Cook scored more runs than Jake Libby. Well done, Knotts. Well done. Um, Brett Dolivera, 367. Daryl Mitchell somehow hit 384 runs whilst also working full-time as a PCA chairman. He had a lot on his plate last year. So, you know, I think hat tip to Daryl Mitchell for scoring a few runs there. Um, so we've, we've mentioned a couple who did well last year. Who's going to do well this year, Rob? I actually quite like this bowling attack, to be honest, Rich. You've you've got the likes of... Um, the talent. Yeah, they're just strong. Ed Leach and Josh Tong and Dylan Pennington. They're, they're decent players without ever quite setting the county championship alight as of yet. I mean, Ed Barnard's mm. highly spoke of anyway and took 18 wickets last year. Uh, Leach is pretty decent. Dolavira gives you that flexibility, but mm. I'm, I'm, I'm mm. missing... A star with the ball. That's what I'm missing. I'm missing an out-and-out Chris Rushworth or someone of that ilk that can go and take your 40-50 wickets and lead. Yeah, big time. Joe Leach is going to lead the attack, isn't he? As simple as that. He's got that young, young kind of, you know, group of seamers along with him who you've mentioned. What they are missing is a spinner. Simple as that. They, They haven't got an overseas player yet. I know they've been trying hard. It's not like it's some... You know, information that I've got <laughs> obviously <laughs> everyone knows they've been trying really hard to bring in an overseas player if they can go and grab themselves a spinner as their overseas player then I think that just rounds the team out uh, for me as well it's not just the ball Jake Libby we spoke about Daryl Mitchell he, he, he's oh, the, the PCA COVID he doesn't have to worry about any of that <laughs> nonsense anymore as a PCA chairman he's going to go and score more runs he's just another one of them county players that will just keep showing out runs Jake Libby if he can replicate that form as well main man but Ben Cox, classy, classy wicketkeeper. We love our classy wicketkeepers here. He was a big coup over the, win- over the winter because he stayed. There was talk that he could be leaving. So the fact that he's still staying on is big. I don't know what they're going to do this year, but they've got that lovely mix, haven't they, Rob, of homegrown talent, mm. acquired talent. Are they a squad capable of competing? I think they might be, but it's that spinner that's going to uh, hold them back. Yeah, and I suppose ra- this is rounding off that group of six. And I think the thing that you've got going on is... Everyone knows that Essex is the best team, right? Everyone's vying for that, ideally, second place yeah. um, to, to go into that top six of the County Championship Division 1. That's where everyone wants to be. So there's a lot of the teams that are muching and muchness, and I'll put Worcestershire kind of top-end echelon out, out of the best of the rest from yeah. the group. Yeah, I think that's about right. I think, without spoiling it too much, I think, you know, Worcestershire and Nottinghamshire are going to be vying for that second spot with Warwickshire. That's how I see it at the moment. No disrespect to the two Ds. Um, just give you a one to watch before we round out Group 1. Uh, Jack Haynes, he's a 20-year-old batsman. He's averaged about 40 last summer. Uh, lots of starts, but he needs to go and go on to get some big scores like we all do. You know, I used to love a 20-odd. Um, but I'm sure Jack Haynes is not a fan of that. So he's someone to look out for. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Let's hit group two. Gloucestershire. Ian Harvey. He's taken over from the outgoing Richard Dawson. He's moved over to the ECB Elite Player Pathway. Love that. Just sounds like such a great job, doesn't it? Elite Player Pathway coach. Um, so Ian Harvey, we all remember him. Aussie all-rounder. Really talented player. So it'll be interesting to see how he can take, you know, how he can step up now he's taken on that role. Chris Dent as a captain. Overseas, Dan Worrell coming from Australia. And the newly uh, capped, well, sorry, how would I say it right? The new skipper, that's probably much easier. Craig Braithwaite, West Indies. I've uh, just been given the job over Jason Holder. So he's coming in. Big, big signing, that is, along with Jared Warner from Yorkshire. Um, they start with a game at the Oval. Um, how, how did things go last year for them, Rob? 
Pretty rough, to be honest, Rich. Only one win out of the five games. It is only five games, but winning 20% of your games, you're never going to be near the top echelon. Finished fourth in the central group overall. Struggled scoring, consistent runs. Worst case, being bowled out for 76 and 70 against Somerset. It's um, a little bit ropey. They won't be very happy with where they got to. No, definitely not. Simple case, batters not scoring enough runs. They missed James Bracey. He was uh, he was running drinks around all summer for, for England. Didn't get a game, I don't, I don't believe. Uh, and they didn't have Jerome Taylor as well, who, was, who would have been a big side, big player for them. Um, they're hoping to forget Red Bull cricket, basically, from 2020. Simple as that. They, they're turning the page. They're moving straight on. They're going to be relying on Chris Dent, Mr. Dependable, captain. Regularly hits that 1,000-run mark. Um, with his lowest totals between 2013 and 2019 being 903. That is consistent. Yep. Consistency? consistency? That is consistent. That's perfect consistency. <laughs> <laughs> so um, He's going to have great support, as we said, from uh, new Windies captain Craig Braithwaite. All round of Ryan Higgins. He is maybe not somebody that everybody has heard of, everyone knows, but he is a top, top player in county cricket now. Uh, bat and ball. But look at his 2019 performance, Rob. 50 wickets and scored just under 1,000 runs. If he can replicate that this coming season, he's huge. Simple as that. And one other one for you as well, James Bracey, another keeper we like, keeper batsman. It, let's see. Let's see if he's going to be available. He might be with England. Who knows? But England seem to have a lot of wicketkeeper batsmen at the moment. So hopefully uh, for Gloucester, they will have James Bracey available. Yeah, they're, they're a pretty decent team, to be honest. They're, they're strong. I Ryan so. Higgins, as you touched on, absolute consistently, we'll use that word again, love the C-bomb, they're just consistently good seasons, year in, year out, second most runs last year, most wickets for the team, he kind of probably makes the tease as well in the background, he's just, he does everything for that club at the moment, but there's good players throughout, you know, George Hankins is a good player, Ian Cockbane, constantly scoring runs throughout, and Craig Brathwaite <laughs> is um, a top-level test player. Yeah, I just love the pronunciation of Cockbane, sorry for, for jumping on that, but I'm sure it's I'm sure it's it's a little bit softer, isn't it? Cobain or something like that, isn't it? Like Kurt, you know. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if it was Cockbain. But let's move on anyway. <laughs> I want to just give a little bit of a, a little bit of respect to Mark Elaine is back. He is a Gloucester legend. If we're you know, a lot of people from our sort of age, Rob, we'll remember him as a great little all rounder. Yeah, uh, he's going to be returning with Ian Harvey. That could be great for someone like Ryan Higgins having Ian Harvey and Mark Elaine as the coaches. That's, I mean, that doesn't get any better for him. One to watch. There's a young guy that I've, I've kind of seen weirdly through somebody I follow on Twitter. I spoke about this guy through the years. I'm not sure if he's part of the same club, but 20 year old Ben Charlesworth. He's four first class half centuries so far. Great ability with the ball as well. But that's a batsman that we need to have, keep an eye on down in Gloucester. Yeah, good team, decent, decent outfit. And it's generally a well ran sort of place, Gloucestershire. So looking forward to seeing what they can sue. Sue? Looking forward to seeing what they can do as uh, let's head down to Hampshire. We will, yes. Aidy Varell is the coach down there. James Vince is the captain. They've brought in Mohamed Abbas, who was supposed to be at Trent Bridge last year. Now he's down on the South Coast. And Kyle Abbott from South Africa. Um, Fidel Edwards is no longer with the county. The, the, you know, the whole Colpac thing has kind of messed around with Hampshire a little bit because they used to rely quite heavily on it. Uh, but last year, they missed a lot of players. Liam Dawson was injured pre-season. He's hoping to be fit. He's just started netting again. Um, we spoke about Fidel Edwards. Kyle Abbott, who's returned, he wasn't available last year, nor was James Vince. So it was a tough, tough year. Bit of a middle in summer. They gave some young players a go. And there's also, do you remember a guy called Mason Crane, Rob? Oh, I, yes. And I really liked his name, so I really wanted him to do well. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the man of, of SCG, you know, Australia uh, playing a test match for England fame. He, he's, he's got on the way back, 14 wickets at 13.37 last year. 
got him a spot in the England touring party. England love a bit of Mason Crane. So we want to keep an eye on him. He's done really well. It's great to see him come back. Uh, Joe Weverly with the bat, really encouraging season, um, averaging over over 43, nearly 44 for 263 runs. So that's pretty good. Um, give me a few uh, key men to look out for, Rob. Uh, I mean, Mohamed Abbas, we can't look past him as a starting point. Yeah, Mohamed Abbas is he's almost one of a kind. He's a different bowler to a lot of the guys you see, and he's the sort of guy you could imagine coming into county cricket and just taking wickets. He, you know, he moves the ball both oh. ways, trying to hit the top of off around 80 miles an hour. But his his statistics in Pakistan, which isn't necessarily the best place for a seamer to bowl, he averages 16. He's absolutely incredible. But you put him alongside Kyle Abbott, who again, because of the B word, is now an overseas player. That's a really, <laughs> really strong seam attack. And then it, that is a great environment for a Mason Crane to continue to develop. Because there's not always going to be pressure of, oh, here's the ball there, 200 for two, mate, go and have a ball. It could be completely different. These guys may have three or four wickets in that second innings and he can really get in there and attack and learn and and get better and stronger as a spinner. I'm quite excited about that. Yeah. The big thing to mention as well, last season, we, we kind of didn't mention it at the start, but they started the season in August. We saw a lot of spinners take a lot of wickets last summer. So this Summer, we're starting obviously in early. It's spring. We spoke about the snow earlier. How does that impact these spinners? England are crying out to lock down some spinners and get some guys coming through. It's not good enough, in my opinion, at the moment of what we're putting out there, especially that second spinner. So Mason Crane, Liam Dawson's going to be there. Will they play both of them? Let's Who knows? But uh, just spinning onto the bat a little bit, Rob, James Vince, Sam Northeast, they've got some players, haven't they? Strong, exciting eleven. They will think that they should be challenging. With Mohamed Abbas, he's took 79 wickets at 20 apiece in his spell so far in county cricket. He's a wicket machine. Gutted he wasn't at Trent Bridge last year. Down on the south coast, I've had a net and a shower at Hampshire. You know, they're going to love him. I just need to throw that in there. <laughs> on a tour that you organised, Rob, we played the same team twice. It was that well organised. We did. <laughs> so, yeah, one to watch. Joe Weverly, really good summer last time out. He'll be hoping to go again this summer, especially the confidence of a new contract. So, Joe Weverly, he'll be scoring some runs. I can't go Hampshire past this team. Season. I can't go past this team without mentioning Keith Barker. I can't do it. I can't, Keith Barker, ex Rochdale player, football kicks it. But what makes what this, about him? What are, he's in the squad. He's, Is he's, he? He's in the squad. Yeah. He's in the squad. But oh, get him back to Rochdale. I got quite excited when I was I was I was making the the graphics for this and I was going through it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, they've got someone called Felix Organ. I was like, that's a great name. Sam Northeast, that's a great name. Chris Wood playing for them. <laughs> he, he's up front for Burnley. Okay, Ian Holland, that's a country. <laughs> Keith Barker, oh, he played for Rochdale. I just great team, and they've got Mason Crane, the the, the best named team in county cricket. Fact. There's some good ones. <laughs> I, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. Not as good as Ian Cockbane, though. <laughs> Not as good as Ian Cockbane. I need to learn how to say that name. Right. Sorry. Moving on, Rob, a little bit closer to home, Leicestershire. Leicestershire. Uh, Paul Nixon, everyone's favourite, if you've called Michael Vaughan's wicketkeeper. Paul Nixon. Not bitter about Chris Reid not playing for England. <laughs> but Paul Nixon is a coach at Leicestershire. Colin Ackerman is the captain. They brought in some young players, Scott Steele, Rishi Patel, and Ed Barnes from Durham, Essex in Yorkshire. They're rebuilding. Um, Hampshire down the south coast is their first game of the season and Marcus Harris from Australia he's going to be available for the whole summer he's committing himself he's an experienced player he's scored a lot of runs 28 year old rich vein of form in Sheffield Shield they're going to be looking to him too to contribute a hell of a lot of runs along with Colin Ackerman Tell, talk to me about Colin Ackerman Colin Ackerman is 
the batsman that every single county team wishes they had. Hands down. He's consistent year on year. He's available year on year. He doesn't break down. He doesn't get injured. And he churns it out. And he's obviously so highly thought about in these parts. He's captain. He breeds the ability for young players to have a platform to go and perform. He's, He's that sort of guy. He'll play the game hard. And he's surrounded by these young players. Hassan Azar, who's absolutely stupendous young opener. Uh, Harry Dearden with the, the wicketkeeper gloves. They're a very, very good young team. And this isn't this isn't Leicester that finishes 18th out of 18th every single year on year anymore, Rich. This is a decent Leicestershire no. team. No, Paul Nixon's gone playing some tough cricket. So they're, they're going to be a team to watch, I think, this year. I think they could surprise one or two people. Hassan Azad, I like this guy. He, he, he took, a, took a bit of a circuitous route to the top, but he scored a 1,000-odd runs, didn't he, in 2019? He didn't have as good a summer last year, but who did? It's a weird year. So we kind of scratched that one off if he had a bad one. Um, we'll be expecting him to step up again. You know, there was even talk a little bit about England, perhaps. But when England need an opener, we're going to be looking at every single opener that scores runs. And there's no reason why he can't go on and, and uh, get himself in that picture. Young talent, they, this will be the first chance to win the county championship after 16 years in Division Two, Rob. They will be dreaming down at uh, Grace Road. Yeah, they definitely will, mate. And they they could do it. Like, there's there's nothing to say that any team can't go out there and perform above expectations or hit a level that they didn't know they had. They've got a strong bowling lineup as well, with great variety thrown in. Ben Mike's there, really young son of Greg Mike. There's uh, Ed Barnes bringing him into the attack is absolutely brilliant. Uh, Dieter Clean with his left arm seam is a very good bowler, and Will Davis is a guy that's just. He's on the precipice of just breaking out and going nuts and taking wickets. Ooh, I like that. That's exciting. So, yeah, so you've given me the one to watch there as well. Ben Mike, still only 22. A lot of time to uh, to improve. It could become a very, very handy county bowler. If he could be anything like Greg, he'll have a great career, Rob. He definitely will. Uh, Notts legend. Notts legend. All right, absolutely. So let's get to HQ, Rob. Middlesex, um, Stuart Law, Aussie Stuart Law head coach, Peter Hanscom has come across from Australia as the overseas player and he will also take the captain's armband. Do you ever see anyone wearing a captain's armband in cricket, Rob? No, you don't. It kind of looks like it's a memorial thing with a black thing going across it. See? Yeah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Anyway, so he's the one. He's got the little star next to his name. Um, they finished third bottom last year. Not quite what they had in mind. 2020, in 2019, that was sorry. 2020 was improved, but again, another team that had a real middle of the road. Two wins, two defeats, draw. That is absolute average. Um, optimism for the future, though. They've blooded a number of young players. Um, and they've got a pretty good squad. They haven't really had too many overseas. Not really bothered about the coal pack too much. Although they did have Miguel Cummins last year. Um, but it is the younger players, isn't it, that's, that's going to build up this team. And we've got a few ones to watch uh, later. Uh, but Nick Gubbins is someone we were really excited about before. He's still... This is... I don't know what it is with so many of these players. They're just slowly, slowly, slowly building themselves up. But a classy bat, 350 runs last year, included 192 against Surrey. And he's, uh, you know... and Hopefully, new captain and overseas pro Hanscom will help Gubbins. Bringing Hanscom in is an absolute stroke of genius. You get that from someone like Stuart Law, who's got so much, uh, the Maldives will call it manner. He's got huge amounts of manner in Australia and respect. Um, and Hanscom, for what it is, now I don't know his actual statistics, but I've seen him on the TV out here a few times, scoring runs. Now that was in the, in the not the Sheffield Shield, the 50 over competition. He was battering it. He's a man scoring runs in a really, really strong team. And again, he's... 
he's that guy that's in and out of the Aussie team. He's not quite got himself there. Mm. Um, but we're going to talk about another Aussie later on in a different club. And I'm like, so much respect for going out and doing it the hard yards to get better. Yeah. We've seen Chris Rogers in the past. We've seen Mike Hussey in the past. Spent years mm. in county cricket honing the craft to be able to play in different conditions other than the bouncy ball in Australia. So fair play to him. He really had some legitimate run scoring ability in this batting lineup, which is probably the weakest point around the team. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and you know, that's the batting we've spoken about Gubbins, we've got Hanscombe. It's a young team. There's someone like Sam Robson, Steve Eskenazi, great name. Um, but it's with the ball, isn't it? Tim Murta, he's still going strong, Rob. 39 years old. He got yeah. 25 wickets at 12.72. Why are these old boys still doing it? Um, he's still a key part of the tab, but he's not going to be relied on, isn't he, for a full summer. Um, but you've got James Harris, Tom Helms, Steve Finn. You know, we can go on, can't we? So yeah. they've got plenty, plenty in in this squad to to put a uh, put a run forward. Um, Toby Rowling-Jones should be back as well just remembering him as well so who knows I, I think Middlesex could have a pretty good summer the the bowling heavy and if county cricket played a lot in the early months they may get off to an absolute wonderful start if they the batsmen can support the good quality scene going on they can win games back end of the season pitches flatten out a little bit I'm slightly slightly worried about what they're going to be able to do Fair enough, fair enough. But ones to watch, we've got three at Middlesex, and I think that's a pretty good sign. If you've got three players that we're saying you should be watching, Spinner, Tilan Wallawita. Wallawita, I like it. I I think we're close. Uh, apologies, Tilan, if we're anywhere wrong. Uh, but he's going to hope to grab some opportunities that come early, well, early commencement of the season, as we spoke about the Spinners. It's not going to be straightforward for them, is it? Hopefully they do get those opportunities. Young bowler Blake Pullen as well. Mike Atherton. He's basically touted him as, as one for the future. Who are we to disagree with that one? Also, talking about Mr. Atherton, his own son, the highly regarded Josh DeCares. Josh of Cares? Is that? I don't know. Um, lovely name. Lovely name. Um, he's also on the books at Middlesex. He's just signed a contract, I believe, last summer or this summer, but he's going to be hoping to showcase his talents as well. Talented player. Yeah. I, it kind of throws you when you go, Josh DeCares, Michael Atherton's son. It's... It's almost like, and you know, I get less media than you guys around cricket, but it's almost like it's just simmering under the radar that Michael Atherton's lad is about to become a pro at a county cricket club. It's quite incredible. Yeah, I think if it was Josh Atherton, I think you'd hear a little bit more, but I I like it. I'm not going to get any business. I've no idea what's happened, you know. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Let's fly down to Somerset. We could fly. Somerset, yeah, we are on the apples, Rob. Um, head coach Jason Kerr, captain Tom Abel, improving player, gets better every single year. Martin DeLang is their overseas player. No one really else has come in this this uh, this winter, Rob, but out of the door goes Jamie Overton to Surrey and Don Bess. England's Don Bess has moved over to Yorkshire after a couple of loan spells there. Uh, they're kicking the season off uh, a trip to Middlesex. So, so close, so yet so far. They were the finalists. With they, they, no side has come close to Red Bull glory in the last decade without winning a title than Somerset. They'll be hoping that this coming summer is the summer for them. But what do you do when Alistair Cook hits 172 in a final and you lose a game you've drawn because they scored more runs in the first innings? I mean, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, Somerset, one day, boys, one day. Um, the success really for them last summer came to the batting lineup, contributed nine centuries over the uh, a very short and summer three for a young player called Tom Lamanby three for captain Tom Abel um 
And the bowling attack led by Craig Overton, the, the other Overton, he still remains the league leading 30 wickets at 13.34, supported well by Josh Davey with 24 wickets. No team passed 200 in innings, in and innings, until the worst possible moment, obviously, the Lord's final. Great summer for Somerset. They're going to be so, so close if they can't win it this year. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're up there, eh? They've been up there the last few years, and it, it almost is like a power struggle between them and Essex for who is actually like the legit best team around and this this team's so good this this team is seriously good Lamanby is so highly thought of that 100 in that final will do his confidence and just backing up his own thoughts about his ability on the pitch the the world of good they can score runs they've got class like Lewis Gregory in the team Tom Abel's yeah. more consistent now at the age of 30 than he has been at any point during his year really really good performance Tom Banton's around, James Hildreth still leading the way, Eddie yeah. Byron scored a ton. They're strong, but their bowling attack has just been bolstered by South African, one of the fastest guys on the circuit, circuit, circuit get there, circuit breaker, Marchant de Lang. Just, oh, that's potentially a difference maker. Great name, great name as well. Overton as well, obviously. He's going to have that more responsibility on his shoulders now, isn't he, as well? Established himself with England. Martin DeLange, it's a good-looking lineup. But You just rolled through a load of players. That, it just sounds like such a good team. How can they not win? Um, they, they're going to be very, very close if they don't get it. I uh, just want to talk about Tom Lamanby. He has to be one to watch, Rob. Yeah. Um, just check this out. Obviously still in the early days. Sky's the limit. He's become the first England qualified player to score three centuries in his first six appearances since Graham Lloyd. In 1989, David Lloyd's son, who I believe was it Lancashire who played for? It was Lancashire. I'm guessing. I'm guessing, yeah. So so big things expected from him. They're going to be there or thereabouts. What big question will be with the spinning department? Now, we keep talking about spinners at the moment. If Jack Leach is away doing his, what he does for England, Don Bess is now up the road in Yorkshire. There's who's, a gap. Who's, swir- who's twirling? There's a gap. I don't actually know. Ooh, exactly. No, neither do I. Uh, quick one to watch. We've already spoken about Tom Lomanby. I think Tom Lamanby could be the player to watch this summer, not just for uh, Somerset, but the player. But we're just just a little bit behind the scenes. Will Smead, uh, batsman going places, cricketer article, they pointed him out as the one to watch. So he's keen to make a name for himself across all formats. And apparently he's been working very hard in his Red Bull game this winter. Excellent. That's that's good to know, but also a great name, Will Smead. And uh, this goes out to all the, all the parents out there. They will probably be aware of a Julia Donaldson book called The Smeeds and the Smooths. And his his name is, is no the idea. same. No, no, that's it. Excellent. Thank, <laughs> thanks for your input, Bobby. <laughs> sorry. Let's get into sorry. Let's get to the Oval. Vikram Solanke coaching the team with the mulleted Rory Burns. Um, overseas players this year have got Hashim Amla. That's pretty good. Kimar Roach. That's also pretty good. And Sean Abbott was just announced today. He's coming over for three games. The Aussie All Rounder from late May. Jamie Overton. We just spoke about. He's come across from Somerset, but they have lost. Scott Borthwick and Morney Morkel no longer returns. He was a cold pack, if you remember. Yeah. Um, so what happened last year? So basically, I'm going to just go back a couple of years. So, so since winning the county championship in 2018, they've just won three Red Bull matches. Wow. Knotts-esque, wow. everybody. Nottinghamshire, perhaps. It, it yeah. is a little knotts so claimed A little bit. So they've claimed 14 points from the first four games last season. That's not going to win you anything. Uh, so that, that's the first thing, really, isn't it, when we're looking to this summer. They need to make sure that they start strong. Um, to be fair to them, they've got a, a squad absolutely chock full. They were without Ben and Tom Curran, Rory Burns, Ben Folks, Ollie Pope, Jason Roy, Reese Topley, Jade Durbach, Ricky Clark, Liam Plunkett. I mean, you know, how many players <laughs> do you need before you can kind of just 
yeah. play and win with all that. You're basically putting uh, your second you team on the pitch every single week, and that's not a, a negative against the guys. It's just these guys are international quality, and they're not there. It's exactly. it's a big hole to fill because you're right. You look at that squad on paper, and you're like, wow, what a team! Oh, absolutely, buddy. But it, what it did do, though, it, like a lot of teams, it gave opportunity to younger players. Jamie Smith, he struck a team lead 274 last year, including a top score of 80 from middle order. He'll be hoping he can find his way onto that first eleven and continue to, to do what he does. Hashin Amla, 18,000 first-class runs to his name. He's going to be oh. all Red Bull season. Absolutely key for him, um, especially when you think about who could not be there, uh, who could be out playing for England or IPL start of the year, for example. Um, so for me, key players, I've got to chuck in Ben Folks. I mean, yep. Ben Folks for me, and I, I hope you would agree, Rob, because you know I don't, I don't like it when people disagree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben Folks should be the wicketkeeper for England. Sorry, Joss. Sorry, Johnny. That's my opinion. We saw him standing up to the seamers. He should be the keeper. That's all I'm talking about. Another man, Ricky Clark. Everybody loves yeah. Ricky Clark. He's got about as much grey as I have. And I've got a lot of respect for him. He's not trying to hide it. He's not got the just for men out. He's showing it proud. <laughs> um, one thing we have to say, Rob, another player that we were banging the drum for before we had our two-year hiatus, Amar Verdi. He got himself on the tour with England over the winter. He's been learning very, very close uh, in that practice squad. He took wickets after wickets last year. Um, I think it was only a couple of players who took more wickets. Yeah, Amar Verdi was class, mate. 22 wickets on the season. And it, it might have been that moment that he needs where he's actually given enough game time. I know it was a five-game season, but the months that it was played in wasn't April, May, June. Those sort of months where C- yeah. uh, spinners don't get a lot of game time. And you look at the support around him. Yeah, he's been, he's been around that England setup, But Gareth Batty, at the age of 64, is still involved in this squad. <laughs> that is absolutely insane but again in terms of someone who's got the nous of being a quality spinner international level at times but a consistent performer on these sort of surfaces that he's he's given a great platform to try and better himself yeah big time i'm, I'm stoked really am that Mar Verdi is starting to get that recognition uh, another one to watch we have to keep Verdi in the ones to watch just because we love the guy but dan variety as well he also took 17 wickets a fellow spinner England looking for spinners. They've got two in Surrey here. I yeah. mean, could the, could those guys solve the problem? Um, let's see. I really do hope both of them get the same sort of opportunity again this year. And I expect same sort of results from both of them. Yeah, I, I, I like this team. I, I really think this is a strong team. It's not it's not Knotts-esque. It doesn't have to be Knotts-esque. They are, they are good. They will be helped from Jason Roy not being involved in the England Test setup. Hashim Amler involved, Mark Stoneman involved, Rory Burns potentially involved, and Will Jacks, 250 runs last year. Yes. Top five, top yes. six, and Ben Folks. Oh, it's just, it's, Ollie Pope might not be in the England team. You could have a top six, <laughs> top seven of that quality with potentially a Tom Curran thrown into it, with potentially a Kamar Roach, with Jamie Overton. It's that potential. Call it. It's. <laughs> they're good call it they're good there's, <laughs> they're good. there's Essex, good. Somerset and, you look, and Surrey that are just solid yeah you look at that squad and you just think how do they not win everything yeah. so you know let's see how they go this year they've got to do it they've got to win games haven't they they don't win anything on paper so they've got to step it up they've got the squad they've got all the experience they've got everything they need they've got Vikram Solanke full time coach now this year he's took it on after taking it on a little bit into last year wasn't it 
the sky's the limit for that team. They've got to go and prove it, though. It does. It definitely is. And next one down, I still can't believe he's around this setup. Matthew Maynard. That's that's a David Matthew Lloyd Maynard. impression. That is that's David Lloyd. Just oh. just like him. Oh wow. I'll be honest, I thought he was on here with me for a second. I thought, where's Rob? <laughs> me now. So, yes, Glamorgan, we are in South Wales. Captain Chris Cook. Um, no one really joining the squad and a few leaving. Martin DeLang, obviously we spoke about. He's over in Somerset now. Graham Wagg, that's a name for the past. He's moved over. And Craig Mashada, he, he was a bit of an all-rounder. He's retired from the game. Obviously, they've got Marnes Labashani, Australia's Australian number one man. Uh, Michael Nisa as well, Australia. They're the great, pretty Pretty solid overseas players for Glamorgan there, Rob. But they've also got Andrew Balburney, an, an Irishman, uh, in for April. I assume that's a bit of a result as an overseas player from the old B word. Yep. Um, winless last year. Bottom of the central group. Oh, they, missed, they missed the man, didn't they? They missed the yeah. Australian. Uh, but they did allow opportunities to younger players, which is going to help their efforts again in 2021. Um, you tell me a little bit more about what happened last year, Rob. Uh, just... Just all around poor, to be honest, mate. A really, really yeah. bad performance. 43 points on the season, lost two, drawn three, six batting points on the season, which is pretty average. 13 bowling points. Mm-hmm. Not able to get across the line. They're not horrendous, but there are just, there were just gaps. There were just gaps. Um, yeah. Didn't back up the batsmen enough. The batsmen were okay in periods, but when the opposition scoring three, four hundred, it's, it's a difficult position to put yourself in and, um, yeah, I'd, I I like parts of this team. I think Marnus Labasham was the one that I was talking about, the other Aussie that's coming over and constantly trying mm. to better himself because it would be very easy for him now as one of the best batsmen in the world just to go, I'm mm. an Australian test player. Actually, yeah. he sees himself as a red ball cricketer and he's trying to become the best red ball cricketer in the world. And I, I really, uh, a lot of respect for someone that's, that's trying to do that. But I just, there's no... I, I just think that they're a very average team at the moment. If you take Lavashang out of there, what are you left with? Uh, you've got Billy Root scoring some runs, Chris Cook scoring some runs, Nick Selman scoring some runs. But we're talking some runs. We're not talking about guys that I feel are going to go and score 1,200 runs um, next season. They're just there's, there's not a lot to shout about at the moment. No, it's a tough one. They are obviously trying to rebuild a little bit, aren't they? You know, they've got Michael Hogan, Tim Van de Goeten, um, Billy Root with a bat, Knott's boy, Joe Root's brother, Billy Root. He's gone over and he's taken most, you know, made the most of his opportunities down in Glamorgan. Um, and Chris Cook, obviously, they're going to be looking to their captain. One to watch, Rob. Um, 22-year-old Callum Taylor, born in Newport, brought up in Queensland, another Aussie. As you do. Uh, exciting prospect who can bat and, yeah, he can bowl a bit of useful offspin as well. Made 106 of 88 in his first-class debut last year. Uh, Matthew Maynard is apparently giddy. I'm, I'm maybe paraphrasing from what he said, but it's shortened the, shortened, uh, the quote. I, I can't uh, he's imagine, giddy about the play. I can't imagine Matthew technique. Maynard ever saying giddy. <laughs> oh, giddy. Uh, but yeah, good technique, and he's got the grit, adaptability, and competitive needed to succeed. Um, this is a centenary, a first-class centenary for Glamorgan, so they'll be hoping for a good summer to celebrate that. Good on them. They're just... Not seeing it, not seeing it, not feeling it, um, and it's not an anti-Welsh thing. On to Kent. Well, 
It must be. Yes, Kent. We are down in Kent. Matt Walker, head coach. Captain is Sam Billings. And our friend, Daniel Beldrummond. We're still waiting for him to break out. He's vice-captain. He will also be captain at the start of the summer uh, as Billings is on uh, white ball duty. Uh, Miguel Cummins, West Indian bowler, is coming in as an overseas player. He was a cold pack last year at Middlesex. And they've also brought in Nathan Gilchrist. There's a guy I'm going to talk about at the end. Tawande Muyeye. Muyeye. I hate it when we can't get these names, but it's fun <laughs> trying. Um, he's somebody that's going to be an interesting one to talk about in a second, so we'll put a pin in that one. But Kent, strong performance in 2018, 2019, good summer of Red Bull cricket, but they narrowly missed out on place at Lord's final. Um, again, it's just one of them teams that, you know, if you if you slip up in one or two weeks, you're not going to make it, are you? Yeah, no, you're not. But, you know, if you start the season in April, mate, and you've got Darren Stevens coming on bowling 20 overs with that old ball at an economy rate of 1.5 and taking eight wickets a game it's it's insane the man's you know he's nearer Nibble. 45 than he is 35 it's it's incredible that he can just keep doing the doing and again the young boys around him Harry Podmore Matt Mills are just they're just learning yeah. and they're taking wickets yeah Darren Darren Stevens is 44 collecting victims isn't he no signs of showing, uh, slowing up whatsoever Cummins coming in with him. This bowling attack could be could be something. You mentioned Matt Milnes and Podmore. That's two quality players. I keep talking about players that not so released. Matt Milnes has had a couple of sensational summers over there. Yes. He's established himself. It's going to be great. With the bat, Joe Denley, Zach Crawley, Daniel Beldrummond, Sam Billings. This is a really talented uh, talented squad as well. It is. They are they are strong throughout. Jack Leaning was superb last year. 280 runs, yeah. looking really good. Jordan Cox yeah. um, scored 238 against Sussex. And again, you look at it and you go, how many of these guys are not going to be available? Joe Denley p- quite possibly might not play for England in Test cricket again. He might be around the whole no. time. Zach Crawley is in that opener conversation that's a complete merry-go-round mm. and no one's doing enough to take control of it. So they could they could be a very, very good team. Maybe not quite as strong as a Surrey and have the same depth, not but that. I think they're a team that knows the game a, a little bit better. Yeah, I think with that bowling attack, they've got every chance to really, really uh, put some pressure on in uh, in this division. So um, let's just quickly wrap up the uh, the ones to watch. You mentioned Jordan Cox, twenty eight last year. I, we need to keep an eye on that guy. Um, Hamadullah Kadri, uh, another spinner, apparently Afghani born. He's only twenty, but he's represented England on the nineteens. Second summer at Kent, he's going to want to keep on uh, keep on keeping on at that opportunity. But Tuande Mueh, I told you about. I'm just going to have a look here. So he signed a three-year deal. He is the Wisdom School's Cricketer of the Year. Of wow, do not sleep on wow. that. A lot of good players have been given that. So uh, following his award, he's basically he, he qualifies as a domestic player, uh, but Zimbabwe-born. He was described as of immense presence, batsman destined to empty bars. I love that quote. Um, and the best offspring of his age group in the in the county. Wow, one to watch for sure. So that's going to be a hell of a talent there. It'd be great to see him coming in quite early, wouldn't it? It would, you know, why not give him an opportunity? He might not get the opportunity so much with the ball ball in his offspin, but they do need to find overs from somewhere. And again, that England availability might play into how much cricket he gets. Because with guys like this, he's obviously quite an aggressive player from he's going to clear the bars, either that or he's got a lot of flatulence. But it's, it's um, yeah, why not, why not play him? But the only thing is, if you play him early in mm. April, confidence could be shot. You know, balls moving around, yeah. low scores. Yeah. Or it could be a great learning opportunity, depending on his yeah. character. 
Yeah, if, if you're going to put a guy in there early, whether it's a spinner, whether it's a young batsman, whether it's whoever, you've got to give him a chance, have you? Unless it's Seymour and he's probably going to take wickets for fun anyway. So. Yes. Um, moving on to Lancashire, Glenn Chapel, ex-Lancashire legend, uh, is there as a coach. Dane Villas is a captain. Jackson Bird, Australia overseas, and they've also brought in Luke Wells from Sussex. I think it's a really good acquisition. And Jack Blaberwick across from Knott. Um, they start a home game against Sussex on Thursday. What happened last year, Rob? Well, I mean, they won Division 2 in 2019. So, you know, that's great. Yep, uh, right. But last year, we're going to describe, with a technical term, meh. <laughs> They were middle of the they were middle of the road, eh? They 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 won two, lost yeah. one, drew two. I guess if it was a full yeah, season exactly. and they won forty percent of their games in Division One, they might finish sixth. They might be a mid-table team and they've kind of stabilised themselves at that echelon of cricket. Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had an okay summer. It's one of those, wasn't it? Some good results, but nothing to get excited about. But six young 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 players made debuts. I think a lot of teams will be looking at last summer and thinking what was important to us. It was actually blooding young players. Yes. Um, so, so you know, they're going to be players that are going to be adding to the squad this year and, and helping them develop. Um, Jackson Bird's got to be the, the best signing, hasn't he? He's only for yeah. six matches, starting with a third game. So he's going to miss the first couple. Um, imperious form um, recently. Uh, 30 wickets at 22.1 for Tasmania. Yeah, class act, mate. He actually is a class Pretty act. Good. He, he kind of falls below yeah. those Aussie seamers because they're so strong. Yeah. But in yeah. terms of Sheffield Shield cricket, you don't want to be the guy batting mm. and seeing Jackson Bird with a new ball. But that's what no. smaller teams does. It creates, breeds quality. You've got to be good to play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember him at Notts a few years ago and when he, was, he came over and I wasn't overly impressed, but I don't know if we just caught him at the wrong time, if he had a bit of an injury, but he's a hell of a talent and I expect big things from him. So who we're we looking out for? Dane Villas, the captain. He's going to be ably assisted by the likes of Keaton Jennings. Luke Wells from Sussex, 8,000 runs to his name down on the South Coast in Hove so that's a hell of a signing that's yeah. really gone under the radar I think um, keeper batsman Alex Davis as well he's 26 now which is crazy he still feels like a young kid um, 337 runs at 48 last year with the ball you've got Tom Bailey and Saki Mahmood one of our favourite players off this podcast Rob yeah they are uh, they're a legit team they, they definitely are a legit team legit, legit. they uh, yeah I quite like them I quite like them I, I like I like the depth they've got around the batting I like the fact Keaton mm-hmm. Jennings is still going and still playing red ball cricket still opening you know because you never know <laughs> you never know but I think the guy who is going to have the big year depending on availability is going to be Liam Livingston that guy okay. I've, I've, okay. Se- I've seen him a lot in the winter playing yep. over in Australia in the big bash um, mm. different formats but confidence in in what he does he goes out and executes and he knows his game plan he's an aggressive player hits the ball well and you look at someone and you go, do they look the part? Yeah, he 100% to me looks like a guy who is going to go and score runs. I I like, like him. him. I like Bold. him. If he scores runs, yeah, if he scores runs in April, he's he's mm. going to be the guy for the summer that just goes, this is the next England test player. If he scores runs yeah. in April. If he can do that, yeah. he's there. There's a lot of pressure on a lot of players at the start of this summer to score runs. There's, yeah. there's not many in that top four or so, apart from, well, apart from Root, obviously. You've got your Root, Root and, uh, and and Stokes at four and five. After yeah. that, you've got the top three and you've got your stick. People need 
score runs. There's a lot of questions, a lot of places up for grabs. So it'll be interesting to see who grabs that and uh, who, who steps up. Um, ones to watch, Saki Mahmood. We've got to talk about him as, as one to watch every single year until he is getting the recognition he deserves. And I'm sure he will do at some point. All round to George Balderson, another one to have a look at, ever present last year. He'll be hoping to establish himself again this summer. And Tom Hartley, a lot of potential with his little left arm twirlers. So another county, a lot of good players. Jimmy Anderson still knocking around. I mean, you know, if he plays a couple of games, he could win a couple of games for them. Yeah, definitely. Especially because he might want cricket in April time, mate. He might he might want those overs under his Who? belt before the test matches start against uh, the Kiwis and the Indians. So they they could, especially at the start, because you might have Joss Butler involved as well, mate. They they could be um, They could be really strong. Down to Northamptonshire then from Lancashire. David Ripley is the coach. Adam Rossington, the captain. Wayne Parnell has come across uh, in South African. He's the overseas player. And they've brought in Tim, sorry, Tom Taylor. Apologies, Tom Taylor. Uh, they lost Brett Hutton to Knotts, as we said. And they've not been able to keep hold of Rob Newton. And Blessing Muzarabani uh, doesn't return either. He was on a cold pack in Zimbabwe. Um, he'll be cheered up by the fact that he's opening the bowling now for Zimbabwe, so he's not too fussed. Um, but um, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame that they've not been able to hold on to them. Finances haven't been great for Northampton, but they will be uh, a county that's really trying to rebuild. Um, ben Sanderson, he's going to have another heavy load, workload, I'd imagine, with the ball. Um, we, we need to quickly talk about one man here, though. Simon Kerrigan, Rob. Um, you remember Simon Kerrigan. He played oh, yes. for England, a little bit like Mason, Mason Crane. Mason Crane had a dip. Simon Kerrigan fell off a cliff, but it's so, so good to see this guy. He's rebuilt himself. He's gone and played... You know, decent club cricket. He's gone and done other stuff, and he's got himself back in. He's got himself a couple of year contract now at Northamptonshire, and he'll be really hoping to uh, to, to rebuild that career and re-establish himself. Yeah, fair play to him. It kind of echoes a little bit like the Chris Schofield career. Chris Schofield thrown into yeah, the England sure. team in two thousand, kind of failed, crashed, burned, released from Lancashire, went to club cricket, came back in. Now the Chris Schofield story is quite incredible because he ended up playing T mm-hmm. Twenty cricket for England and reinvented himself in, in that mm. format of the game. So be interesting to see what Simon Kerrigan can do. But I like people that don't just jack it in, that go, oh, yeah, okay, mm. this has happened. It's actually going to make me a better cricketer. Mm. I need to work on things because I'm not quite where I need to be. So fair, fair play to him. And he's, he's got a good support cast around him. Wayne Parnell's absolute clash. You can see why yeah. they want to have him around as well. Graham White will get it done day in, day out. Ben Sanderson. They're, mm. a, they're a decent lineup with the ball. But mm. it does feel like depth is going to be a problem. You know, any injuries, anyone out of form, yeah. it's, it's not a big squad. Yeah, I think this is year one of a rebuild, isn't it? I think they're looking to start a new era almost at Northampton, aren't they? Yeah. Um, one player we have to get you excited about, though, is Ricardo Vasconcelos. Uh, he wields a Portuguese passport. He's a keeper batsman. He's making a name for himself, but I'm sure he can go on and make sure a few a few other people know who he is by the end of this summer. I, mate, I'm all in. On, on the birth, the emergence of Portuguese Test Match cricket, I am all in. All in on an away tour. We need more Ricardos around so we can all go to Portugal and have five days, one and a half days of cricket. <laughs> this will be all right. You talk about Portuguese cricket. I'm, I'm sure, was, did you, was it Dietmar Klein in place for Leicestershire or something? He's a German international. Yes. I think that's, the ma- that's, that's amazing. Cool. That's amazing. That's what- more countries. Yeah, you do. You we want more countries. countries. Yeah, 100%. Right. If you want to market and brand and grow, you need these guys in different countries to have an in. And it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's definitely creating that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're getting close, Rob. We've got two more to go. Sussex, Ian Salisbury has replaced Jason Gillespie as the head coach. Ben Brown's captain once more. They brought in Travis Head from Australia and Stephen Van Ziel from South Africa. 
um, as they're to overseas. Danny Briggs, as we spoke about earlier, he's moved across to Warwickshire and Luke Wells to Lancashire, two experienced players that they're going to miss. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, it's going to be a strange start to the season for them, Rob. They've got a uh, is it leather jacket larvae, I'm reading here, um, on the home outfield. So that's not a great start to summer, and they'll be playing away for the first couple of games now. Um, <laughs> last year was not happy viewing for Sussex. One win, finished bottom. 24-point deduction. Mitch Claydon got a little bit too much attention with the old uh, hand sanitizer. Yeah. Um, so so the table doesn't quite look so bad when you factor in that 24-point deduction, but still not a good summer. Uh, but they'll be hoping for big, big improvement, Rob. Talk to me. Tell me what we can look out for. Oh, I think you've got to start with Travis Head, mate. Travis Head is in absolute sublime form in the Sheffield Shield. I don't, I don't know exactly how many, but he's in the top five run scorers in the whole competition. And he... He's had these moments in his career where he just looks a million dollars. And yeah. then he's had moments in his career where you think, oh, actually, he's not quite good enough for that step up. And it feels like he's starting to get to that point where he's becoming more consistent about his game and how he scores runs um, multi-format. So really excited about what he can do. And Philip Salt as well. Salt's brutal. <laughs> he's an absolute butcher at the top <laughs> of the order. Hits the ball as hard as anyone in, in potentially world cricket. But again, a guy that's... I love it because he's highly touted enough in white ball cricket. I know this is red ball, but there, there is transcending yeah. abilities of players. And he's highly thought of enough where big bash players go, we want Phil Salt to come and play 10 games for us. And he went and played played the season in the big bash. And a little bit of inconsistencies, but when he was on, he was really on and he didn't disgrace himself at all. Yeah, I mean, he said himself, he wants to establish himself as a red ball player as well as what obviously what he can do with the white ball. If he goes overseas, if he goes to the Big Bash or wherever, he's going to make a name for himself. And this England setup, these selectors, they like players that have played well in white ball cricket. It seems like they, they look at that more than they do at four-day county cricket. Yeah. So Phil Salt, wherever he can do it, he needs to just keep scoring runs. He's got every, every chance that he could, he could get himself an opportunity at some point. Um, moving on the ball, Ollie Robinson, uh, he's 27. He's going to be really forced to handle the selectors. He needs to bag as many wickets as early as possible. Get you know, get the benefit for Sussex, but then get himself in that England setup. I'd imagine this summer he will be hoping he can finally make his uh, make his Test debut. Yeah, their their bowling attacks actually pretty decent, eh? When you look at it, aye, 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 mate, aye, aye. Seven years, it's it's kicking in. Fish and chaps. Oh, fashion chaps, oh, mate. I've got to say it. Burger King over here have just started selling a fish and chip butty. Or a fish and chip cob, oh, and it's oh, three three Kiwi families sat round. Go, oh, they put the chips in the and the fish in the pan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's awesome, mate. I, I say it to the Just wife. Just in case they're confused, Rob's moved to New Zealand. He's North London now. <laughs> um, going back to Sussex and their lineup, I actually back think it's pre- it's pretty decent. Chris Jordan's going to be around um, potentially a lot. Be involved in some white ball stuff for England. Joffre Archer. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll see a lot of him playing purely because mm. he's got this elbow injury. They need him fit for Test match cricket, but they're good. Will be is decent, and I think we're overlooking possibly my favourite England player of the last fifteen years outside of Kevin Peterson, Ravi Bapara. What a player! Ravi what? Ravi Bapara. What a player at Sussex. That guy can score. No, he's at Sussex these days. Uh, mind, mind blown, blown. Mind, mind blown. blown. Um, but he can score runs, first class cricket, all formats. He can bowl all formats, take wickets. 
he's consistent and just a great cricketer and he's good enough to go and do it for Sussex. If he's not at Sussex, I love that. If he's not at Sussex, then we've lost all <laughs> well legitimacy around the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, edit this out. Well, it's all gone. Forget about it. Um, from one great cricketer to another great cricketer, Rob. One of the ones uh, caught my eye recently: Sarah Taylor, World Cup winning wicketkeeper, um, um, batsman for England, England ladies, England, just England. Um, she's become a wicketkeeper coach for Sussex. I think that's a great. I mean, the experience she's got, what they've won, the amount of caps. A great appointment. Um, yeah. More power to Sussex for actually uh, uh, putting her into this position, and hopefully this will open the door for more more talented people, um, more talented women to come through and coach at first class level. So a fair play to them for that, and that's a great appointment. That's great. And then the last one to touch on is probably Jack Carson. Right, fifteen wickets at twenty two point six six in a maiden summer season last year. He's watch, good. Watch. He's good. He's he's the one to watch down there. And overall, they're a pretty decent team. Again availability is going to play into it but potentially they're, they're in some sort of conversation which is always a good place mm-hmm. to be as long as it's a good conversation is, I mean yeah it goes about saying really isn't it but so yeah well it's all good is that it Sussex we're done any, any advance uh, one more one more and we've, we've got to go slightly north and we've got to go to Yorkshire Ooh. Yorkshire. Yorkshire Yorkshire the final county they love the fact that they're the final county the last word <laughs> uh, Andrew Gale is the coach Captain Steve Patterson uh, the man who takes he's a little nibbler I like this guy as a bowler uh, Dwayne Olifier South African East overseas now in comes Don Best from Somerset we spoke about um, a number of young players as well have been given um, first team contracts as well so um, pretty exciting time for Yorkshire. A decent squad. They've got a really good balance, haven't they, of the uh, of experienced players, but also obviously they are trying to point towards youth as well now. Um, so Yorkshire finished top of North Group, but they missed out on a spot in the final due to dodgy weather, and that's what, what they'll be sticking to. Um, it left them three points short of eventual winners Essex, who topped the South Group. So basically, it meant that they were the, the odd one out. It was Somerset and it was Essex that got to the final. Yorkshire were the other winner of the group, and they didn't get to the final. I'm sure it's fair. Mm. Um, so just before we talk about quickly um, what to look out for, it needs to be just mentioned that uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Yorkshire react because Azim Rafiq, an ex-player, put some allegations of racism, etc. Um, within Yorkshire. Yorkshire haven't handled it well at all at the moment. Um, let's see how they can sort that out. They need to look at how they're doing things. And just hopefully they can handle it a little bit better going forward. But it's going to be really interesting to see how the county uh, forms with that hanging over them over the summer. Yeah. Um, moving on there, Rob, who, who are we looking out for? Oh, there's some class. I think the Don Best move is, is a stroke of genius for them. It's It fills mm. a hole. Uh, Adil Rashid doesn't favour playing red ball 99% of the time and does England's favours every so often mm. to have a game. So... Someone like him who, who needs game time and can be the number one spinner somewhere is, is it's so important. Um, yeah, it's, I, a, it's a perfect match, isn't it? Because he needs, he needs the cricket. He needs to prove himself because he, he hasn't established himself, in my opinion, yet no. as that spinner. No. Not when you've got all these young pups taking wickets all over the place. There's loads. We've already pointed it out. So great move for him, but also great move for Yorkshire. Yeah, the, the bowling lineup's great, mate. Best, uh, Dwayne Olivier... I don't know why he needed, yeah. he needed that quite on the end. Um, they're, they're really good. Ben Code's always going to be there. David Willey's around. Mm-hmm. They're just, again, in terms of guys that's going to be available week in, week out, 
they've got a real nice core string of bowlers and Jordan Thompson last year was 15 wickets top yeah. the top of the list so bowling wise a real strong mate what about the batting um, I mean, Gary Balance, he didn't play last year because of illness, but, you know, this is a man that scores 900,000 runs, whatever you want to call it, yep. every single summer. Just, just you know, put your hat on him. He's going to score runs. Um, Joe Root's not going to be around much, is he, obviously? And everybody knew that David Milan was going to be like a star <laughs> T20 player a couple of years ago. You know, when we were last talking, <laughs> David Milan, yeah, he's going to be Perfect the best player T20 in the world in T20. But that's what he is now. So they're going to be a little bit short there. But yep. Gary Barnes, if you've got the you've got the little rosy cheek man in there, he's going to score you a thousand runs. You're going to bat around him, and you've got every single chance of winning a lot of games of cricket. Ben Code, twelve wickets in two games last year. Rob, big. He had a great summer in 2019 as well. He's another player. You know, we've been. You know, these are the sort of guys that have been spoke about for quite a few years now. Every chance if he takes boatloads of wickets again, that he'll get himself in England uh, in England conversations. Yeah, the the strong lineup. Depending on who's available when, because early season, I do think you'll see the likes of uh, no, everyone's in the IPL, so no, uh, they may <laughs> they may not have as much depth as I was thinking that they might do, but they 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 they're not bad. They they are a good yeah. team. Um, I quite think they might like to have their Barnes back in that lineup somewhere along the line Fair for a bit of depth. Fair enough. One to watch, Rob, just to wrap things up. Matt Fisher, he's, he's still 23. I think he made his debut when he was about four, did he? Or something like that. It feels like <laughs> it anyway. But maybe he was like 16, 17, or whatever he was. But he was a young, young guy. He's still there. He's not quite fulfilled on that early excitement and potential, but he's played pretty well. Um, he's still to make that big name for himself, but look out for him. Hopefully he has a big summer. Nice. 18 teams down, Rich. We're at the precipice. Exhausted. We need some. Exhausted. We need some predictions. Quick predictions, right? I'm going to go for my. Should we go top twos or? So I'm going to go. Yeah, let's just do top twos, right? Group one for me, Rob. Essex, Warwickshire. So I'm going. To, I've got to agree with you with Essex, and I'm going to go left field, mate. And I'm putting Ooh. Derbyshire in the top two. I'm going absolutely mental. Go for it, Rob. I love that. I love that. That's a bold, bold move. I don't see why not. I mean, what, you know, give them a chance. They had a great summer last year, didn't they? Exactly. I, I think it'd be great to see that. Um, group two for me, Rob. Sorry, we spoke about we went crazy yeah. over them. Somerset. Yeah, I agree. We'll back them up. They I can't, have, yeah. I can't I see just past it. Sorry, Pip Pip. Can't, can't see yeah, past it, group, mate. They're good. They are very good. That's an understatement. So group three for me, I think Yorkshire are going to get it. And I think the sorry, Sussex will get through in second spot. I am going to go Kent. I like this. We've gone different here. I'm going to go Kent and I am going to go for a Northamptonshire team. Wow. Okay. I am going... That's interesting. I, I'm, I'm going massively left field. I mean, yeah, let's, let's go with that. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, you're going to be shouting about this forever yeah. if, if this is what comes off. I, I feel like I'm pretty safe here. But yeah. Uh, yeah, my championship winner, though, I think it's going to be Yorkshire. Um, and then I'm going to take a final two of Surrey-Yorkshire and Surrey are going to actually win the Bob Willis Trophy. I'm going to go for a, a winner of Somerset, and I am going mm-hmm. for a Somerset-Essex final again, with okay. Somerset winning it all for the first time in forever, and finally getting rid of the bridesmaid yeah. tag. It's a Somerset you know sort of season. Love, I would love that to happen. I was so close to thinking that they would finish runner-up in the group, but then they would come round late on. And uh, and be the be the be the team. So, 
it, hey, who knows? It's going to be a great summer of cricket, Rob. That's all I do know, mate. It is. It is. I'm excited for it. It's good to be back on the pod as well, my friend. It's been a long time. Yeah, definitely. It feels like a long time since we started this podcast. Like now. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see how long it is when it's all edited down, but it's, it's taken a little <laughs> while. But um, No, it's, it's good to be back and hope you guys have enjoyed listening to it. If you do listen to it, Spotify, any of those places... Uh, make sure that you do check out YouTube. It is now what I would deem a vodcast video on demand cast. I don't, hate myself for saying that. Say that again. Um, but it is available on YouTube to watch with our pretty faces and some cool graphics kind of thrown into the mixer. So um, thank you so much for watching. Leave a big thumbs up if you've enjoyed it. Subscribe if you're brand new around here, guys. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>